This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 296. In today's episode, some tips for aspiring street photographers before you actually hit the streets. Manhole covers, people in suits walking to and from work, people glancing out bus windows, street musicians, These are all things that can make for interesting photography when you are out shooting street photography. Composing a beautiful and interesting shot is something we all strive for as photographers. Everyone has their own style, their own technique, and their own taste when it comes to making photos. But if you want to do street photography, where can you start? There are varying levels of skill when it comes to this type of photography. Some shooters have gone to an art school. Some have directed movies or TV shows. Some people like to just walk around their hometown, pretend they're a tourist, and shoot everything that interests them. And others still might be just used to shooting with their smartphone. It makes no difference how far along in your photographic journey you are. The important thing is to put in the time and effort to hone your skills and create your personal style. Now, today I'm going to share what I've learned over the many years that I have been doing street photography, and hopefully my knowledge can help you in this genre of photography as well. Now, I know I've talked about street photography back in episode 47, and how to deal with mean people when shooting street photography in episode 162. And I talked about it again, what the best lens for street photography is in episode 247. But today we're back on this subject, but part of that is not only because I love this genre, but also because I still get lots of questions from photography students and hobbyists on this particular genre. And if you look in the show notes for today's episode, I have some of my street photography shots included in the show notes. The first one is a man playing his trumpet on a street in downtown Atlanta. And as you can see, if you look at the shot, he takes his finger and tips a little bit to tip his brim of his hat at me as I captured the shot. So the first tip I want to share with you is master your camera settings. That's the very thing. first thing you need to do is get to know your camera settings. Master those camera settings. Build that muscle memory. I know this may seem boring, but it is critical to know how to set and adjust your camera settings on the fly using that muscle memory that I talked about a moment ago. As you're going to encounter varying conditions when shooting street, the light will shift both as the sun moves across the sky and because buildings will affect how the light falls, You will be dealing with shadows, people moving about their lives, traffic, and other things. So being able to adjust your camera settings quickly will make street photography much easier and much more enjoyable. This genre is all about opportunities, and those will happen fast. So if you're fumbling for the settings in your camera, you're going to miss the shot that you wanted to capture. You not only want to make sure your exposure is right, 
So make sure you're using a good ISO. I prefer the lowest setting here on my ISO to prevent noise in my images. And because generally a good street lens will be a very wide aperture, such as f2.8 or f2. Or if you really have the money to burn, maybe you opted to get the 35 1.2L that Canon that is that Canon beast of a 35 millimeter. Now also make sure that shutter speed is fast enough to capture motion when you want to, such as cars or cabs zipping by. Think of what your creative vision is for the final image and make sure your camera is set accordingly. No one wants to end up with blurry photos after being out on the street all day. Use the right focus mode on your camera. You'll probably want to use an area focus setting or focus mode unless you're shooting street portraits. So set the focus correctly and be at the ready all the time. Now, for me personally, I highly recommend using back button focus, which I talked about back in episode 164, what it is and how to set it up. So you can go back and listen to that episode to get more information on that. I never use the half press of the shutter to engage my focus control, as it can cause shots that end up blurry if you recompose and then press the shutter again. With back button focus, I can just hit it once and then hit the shutter knowing that my focus is not going to reacquire and mess up my shot. Now, the second image I have in the show notes is of a young boy who is with his grandmother and he's peering in through the glass door of the Jersey Mike sub shop in Monroe, Georgia. And I absolutely love this shot. I posted it on Twitter and even tagged Jersey Mike's and they love the shot as well. But let's move on. Know your subject. That is the next tip I want to share with you. And what I mean by this is you don't need to plan your street photography down to the tiniest detail. But if you want to shoot business people on their way to and from work in their suits and dresses, then make sure you're in the business district where you are more likely to find those particular kinds of people. If you are more into the shapes of the street, then maybe check online ahead of time and find any interesting buildings that might be new and incorporate unique structural designs. Some street photographers prefer to make a trip without their camera first to scout the location and see what might interest them. But for myself, I prefer to go in, quote, blind and just see what I find that interests me and let things just flow as I walk around, whether it's in a small town like back where I'm from in Troy, Pennsylvania, or if in a, I'm in a major city like Atlanta, New York, or Chicago. My next tip for you is find your composition. One of the most important things in any type of photography is finding your composition. You need to have an eye for how the scene will work in the final image. What patterns are you most interested in? Or what kinds of scene can you create making sure you balance things out to capture a final image that is pleasing to the eye? Look for things like tunnels, tunneled walkways, which I love shooting, whether there are people in the scene or not. Now, back in my wife Tina's hometown area in Elmira, New York, there's some really cool tunnels that run under railroad trestles that can make for some compelling images. Some of your larger churches might have tunneled walkways as well. I found quite a few of them when I lived in the Atlanta area. Train stations are another great area for unique scenery, whether they are the above ground or below ground subway stations. 
you have the added bonus of the people and the trains themselves. You can also look for humorous scenes, such as cats doing silly things as they go about their lives. And there's even a photographer in Japan that shoots nothing but street photography of the cats he finds in Tokyo. My next tip is create your style. What kind of street photography do you want to do? Are you looking to only shoot cannons? Candids, or do you want to be the type of photographer who interacts with your subjects? Do you like to meet new people and talk to them and let them know what you're doing before you capture their image? I personally love both styles of street photography, and sometimes I stay stealth with my Fujifilm XE4 with the XF 23mm F2, so I'm not disrupting people's lives. But I also love to talk to people and do street portraits. As I mentioned earlier in the show notes, the one of the gentleman playing his trumpet. And I'm going to take a break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So believe it or not, I've actually had people stop me on the streets in Atlanta and ask me to take their street portrait. And as a matter of my personal way of doing things, I give them my card with my social media links on it. And I tell them to look for their photo online and then drop me a message or email and I'll send them a copy of the image absolutely free. And I'm not the only photographer to do this. Remember back in episode 205, I talked to my friend Levi Sim, and he loves setting up a portrait studio on location at farm and gardening shows. And that's how he built his skills as a portrait photographer. And he always gave the subjects their portraits for free as they were helping him hone his portrait skills and build his portfolio. And remember, you can play with colors or shoot environmental portraits such as the person in the coffee shop reading the paper or magazine, the couple in the park having a picnic lunch, or anything else that comes to mind. Just let it flow and see where it takes you. Look at the work of famous street photographers such as David Hobby or Henry Cartier-Bresson and see what their style is and how you can better define your own. And for my last tip, find that decisive or magic moment. And speaking of Henry Cartier-Bresson, once noted, photography is about capturing the decisive moment. Sometimes the scene can be right. The subject looks great. You're composed everything. You've composed everything well. The lighting is perfect. And it's just not a moving photograph. Why? Part of what takes a photograph to the next level is that feeling of action or intent. Is this just a model posing for the photo or does it evoke emotion? Sometimes that decisive moment is a child jumping rope or over a mud puddle. Sometimes it's someone leaning their head on the shoulder of another, or maybe it's the person on the subway sneaking in a nap on their way to or from work. 
There needs to be something that sparks interest on the part of the viewer in order for the photo to be the most successful. Does it tell a story or convey a message that others can relate to? Such as the last image in my show notes, which is of a gentleman painting the outside of a parking deck in Atlanta. And I shot the, the photo of him, an environmental portrait, if you will, from the inside of the parking deck, looking out through one of the openings. And he's on the outside, you know, on his rigging, on his scaffold with his paintbrush, and he's painting the outside of the deck. And I just, that makes for a compelling image. And I was able to use the structure of the building to help frame the shot. And that's how I got it the way I did. But does your store, uh, image tell a story or convey a message that others can relate to? Your mint might spend all day on the street and shoot a thousand images to only come away with a few keepers. But as you spend more time doing it and honing your skills and your artistic eye, you will get more and more keepers as time progresses. Always remember that photography, and especially street photography, is more of a marathon than a sprint. You have to put the time and effort into it to get your best results and build your skills. Grow that artistic vision and realize that even the greats like Henry Cartier-Bresson or Ansel Adams weren't born great photographers. They had to put in much time and effort to hone their craft and build their personal style. And you can too. Don't get discouraged if you're not getting the most amazing street photography images your first couple of times out. Continue doing it. I always recommend street photography as a way to think outside the box. It's not a genre that everybody likes to do. Some people just aren't comfortable walking around the streets and taking pictures of strangers. They're worried about, you know, the, their subject getting angry or whatever the case may be. But it's a good way to hone your skills, get outside your comfort zone, and practice your craft in your spare time. Go out on a weekend when you've got nothing else to do, when you don't have to work your day job or whatever the case may be, and just spend some time doing street photography. I find it to be extremely relaxing and enjoyable. It's one, like I said many times, it's one of my favorite styles of photography, and it always has been. I've been intrigued with sports or uh, sorry, street photography since I was a young child, and that is why one of the reasons why I love to do it. But to me, it's just a great and unique way to look at the world, especially in a major city. You have all the hustle and the bustle and all the people going to and fro and all the traffic and construction and all kinds of other things going on. So there are so many opportunities to get truly amazing photographs. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. 
Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 296 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be finding your podcast or listening to your podcast. And if you're not currently a subscriber of the show, why not? It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just hit the subscribe button and listen to the episodes. Go and listen to all the back episodes in the catalog. You know, with this episode, it's 296, almost 300 shows that you can go back and listen to and enjoy. Listen to them on your way to and from work in the car or whatever the case may be. As you're doing your housework around the house on the weekends, whatever. Just listen and enjoy and share it out with others so we can grow the audience. Also, remember to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, like them, share them out on social media, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And I will be releasing another episode this coming Sunday. It will be the unbox and review of the Platypod Extreme Flat Tripod, their newest model. All right, that's wrapping this one up. I will see you all again on Sunday.